Welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Jay Kolsch. Jay has worked with clients such as Filson, REI, Patagonia, and Eddie Bauer, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Jay about his extensive travels working with Filson, how he made the jump from assisting to working full-time as a photographer, and I also speak to Jay about how he approaches shooting commercial work and the keys to a successful shoot. I hope you enjoy, and thanks so much for listening. All right, Jay Kolsch, welcome to the podcast, man. Excited to talk to you. Uh, without a doubt, you're like one of the number one requested people. So, you know, pe- people are talking about your work out there, man. So <laughs> people, people are excited, man. But how are you doing, dude? Wow, that's really kind. Uh, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. I know I'm doing well. You were this on the road. I think I talked to you a couple weeks ago. You're out there shooting something. You're traveling a little bit, right? Yeah, no. Um, I'm usually pretty busy, usually traveling. Um I I honestly have no idea what I was doing when we were talking, but I was definitely <laughs> away from home. I do remember that. Yeah. Um because you're you're based in New York, right? Uh, so I'm pretty much splitting my time between New York and North Carolina. I'm in North Carolina uh, a lot, um, but New York is a short flight away, and that flight is pretty much an all-day kind of event. So I can be in New York by this evening if I needed to be. So, you know, I, I shoot in New York all the time. We have jobs in New York all the time, yeah. um, but I'm out here with family as much as I can. That's good. Yeah, because that's like the thing I talk to with a lot of photographers, even my friends, like, do, do you feel like you need to live like nowadays um do you need to live in like new york la to have a successful career like uh, must be interesting you kind of have both perspectives being having lived in new york and now you're kind of splitting time in north carolina but what's kind of your perspective on it nowadays yeah so you know i always tell some of the younger people that that follow me who are always asking questions or whatever um that like i think you should live in a major market to start right yeah. but because there's just so much opportunity. Like it was so funny, like um, my tech who used to be a mountain guide, I kind of found him, we traveled well together. His name is Luke Hall. Um, and I kind of like showed him how to be a tech. I sent him to school, you know, so then he comes and he works for me. And it wasn't until like our third or fourth job in New York city where like we went into like um, in Greenpoint where they have all the studios. There's like, there's like a ton of TV shows and all that stuff going on nonstop. There's trucks everywhere, people everywhere. And he's just walking by like row, studio, 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 and you see PAs and C stands. And he was just like, dude, there's more jobs on this block right now than in all of Colorado this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, like that's, that's the difference between starting in a major market or living somebody else or somewhere else. But now, you know, I think more photo editors and, and photo directors and things like that, like the budgets are a little bit tighter. So now if you are a photographer in like different zones, mm-hmm. like you're getting a lot more play, you know, yeah. for, for bigger publications, at least editorially, because they, no. they would rather do that than fly somebody. No, definitely. I agree. Um, I guess to go back, like, how do you kind of first uh, get into photography? Oh, man, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, so um i was working and i had went to school for filmmaking and i was working um in wilmington north carolina and there was an ad that came up that was like uh they needed somebody that knew how to use like a pro photo pack and i was like oh cool well i like just kind of saw my first like b2 pack back in the day or whatever i was like i can do this it turned out to be like a campaign for k-swiss anybody remembers that company yeah <laughs> and uh I kind of like, I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, I asked the guys, I said, Oh, you know, if I want to do more of this, what should I do? And they're like, Oh dude, like you got to get out of this town. You got to move to New York city. And uh, you, you should like, I don't know, man, like go to milk or something. Yeah. And so a week later I just packed bags, went and lived in a hostel in New York city, went to milk and just knocked on the door till I was able to work in the EQ room. Damn. For, for basically sandwiches. I was just like some off the books, like intern that would come in on the weekends to help. Cause I had a full-time job, you know, I was already, I was managing another rental house. And so I was like, guys, you know, like I know the system, I can come in here and just like be a big help to you guys on the weekend. I just want to be closer to the gear and, and see kind of what's going on. Um, 
but really, I think the, 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 the crazy thing is, is I, I was managing that, uh, that rental house for motion picture and I quit that job to go drive a truck for Scheinflug, which if you're in New York, you know that rental house. It's a pretty, pretty big one. Um, but I was just a, a driver. Like I would drive, double park the truck, unload, then like, you know, run the stuff into the gear, drop it off, load the truck back up, go back and load. And I would do that all day long. Uh, and I was a truck driver dropping off rental gear. And then uh, I, I slowly started to make my way on set. And since I was super confident with all the stuff, I don't know, man, I just put in, I put in a lot of hours, like learning this whole process. And I, I started working under John Ingstrom, uh, which is a, a guy who's got a pretty big reputation in New York City. And he also was the owner of Flug. Um, slowly kind of like took over some of his clients, um, kind of like assisting because he was, you know, doing so much at the time. So I would get some of those bigger names. And uh, yeah, we, we, I just kind of like eventually took it from there. And were, were you like, because you said you were going to school for, for film, like, were you like taking photos for yourself all along just as a hobby? Or like, when did you kind of start taking, actually making pictures more seriously, I guess? I don't, I mean, I was always interested in photography, but I don't think I actually started making pictures until I was driving truck in wow. New York City. Wow. Yeah, I was just, I was just pretty fed up. Like it was, it was pretty hard to get the amount of people I needed to do a project with uh for a film mm-hmm. so like for to shoot a movie or to shoot a short or something like that it was just a massive undertaking photography was just so attainable you know at that moment i was like oh well it's just me and these three dudes we could do big things you know and that was really exciting so for me like that 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 photography getting into that was like this exciting moment where i could do anything and in new york city you know i had access to all of that equipment because i worked at the the equipment house and I had access to all these wonderful people that would, would help me out on the weekends and things like that. And just kind of slowly, you know, went from there. I'm I'm a big advocate of telling people like, if you're really serious about photography, like you just don't want to make good pictures. Like you, you, you want to make a career out of this. Mm -hmm. I always tell people that like, you really like, nobody wants to hear. Nobody wants to hear that. This is like a, this is like a 10 year road to like your start. Mm-hmm. but like you know coming in at that ground floor it lays such a base of understanding of both like the industry you're about to start working in and everything you need to accomplish a goal it's like so budgets and price points and you get to see and hear a million conversations surrounding that about how equipment moves and what you actually need to do something and then if you stay in it long enough and you're assisting you get to see how much you don't need what you can do with less. And I I just, I'm always a huge advocate of telling people like rental as terrible as a place as it might be day to day. It is a fantastic place to start because you get such a a taste of that, that business. And you meet so many people. Like I would imagine you this from like, I know for myself, I assisted for a long time. And like a lot of my first clients were like people I met from assisting like some random agency art director. Like they knew I took pictures and then like, they threw me a bone like years down the line, but like, is that a lot of it just kind of, I'm sure you met a lot of people working in a rental house and assisting and whatnot, right? Yeah. I mean, I got my first big commercial campaign that way. Mm. Uh, we were in Tahoe and I was assisting um, an amazing photographer on a Palma. Um, and I had come to set early that morning from the hotel because we were in Tahoe and I was super excited it was one of the first times I'd been there. And so I was like taking photos in the morning, and the, you know, water's all glassy, just like normal stuff. And I was just like putzing around with my camera. And then I saw everyone showed up or whatever. And I had been doing that for like two days. And so um, we came back and Anna was like, oh, what were you doing down there? And I was like, oh, I was just taking some pictures. And then the creative director kind of like creeped over my shoulder and was looking. She's like, oh, those are really nice. Later in the crew van, we were swapping locations and, um, and I had brought up how I was like traveling to Iceland and I had just gotten back uh, and I'd, I'd shot like some little like stuff for brown color. And so we were talking about how I was traveling for, for like outdoor adventure and I was shooting some of these wild things and glaciers and things like that. Um, and she was just like, oh, and we had a really pleasant conversation. So that was like on a free people job uh, in Tahoe. And then like, as things go, that creative director left, went to Athleta, you know, and wanted to bring in new blood. And all of a sudden, like, you know, she emails me and she's like, Hey, 
do you want to like have a go at this? Let's test you out in San Francisco and let's see what's going on here. So like assisting can lead, but you don't want to be like the kid on set that's like no. pushing his aspirations down anybody's throat. Like yeah, just yeah. just being that close to it is is what you need to do when you're when you're aspiring to get into it. Yeah, because how long did you work as an assistant for before you kind of like were able to break off and just kind of do your own thing? I mean, I've been in, I mean, I started as a film loader yep. in motion picture. And so I've been in and around it. I was probably in and around it for better part of 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. Photo assisting, I did for about three. Like really like every day, my bread and butter going to work was like three years, I think. which was probably a year too long. But, you know, such is life. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a hard thing. I know it's a lot of things people struggle with. They're like, they want to go freelance. And I think I realize it's different for everyone. Like, however you're able to do it, it takes a long time. Like, I know myself, I worked I worked as an assistant. And then for a while, I, I quit assisting. And then this worked, like, random, like, night jobs, like, warehouses and shit. And then was just trying to find, like, uh, whatever shooting jobs I could. And it just took me a while. But I think it's just different for everyone. But was it kind of, like... Was it a hard transition kind of breaking off on your own to shoot your own work? Or is this kind of naturally evolved, like you said, this over years of like building that what network, building your work and whatnot? Yeah, I have I have a pretty tame mellow story and I kind of can't believe it myself. Like I I was just burning out of assisting. Um, you know, I I did this one important thing that I always tell people that no one will do because it's insane. But like I kind of like when I started like ticking up and I was working with better and better people, you know, they started being like, you know, you can charge more money because mm-hmm. I think I was making like three fifty a day. Like you're really your bottom barrel. Yep. And I was like, nah, I'm okay. Like I'm living on this. And I didn't want to like keep pushing that rate up or like, you know, have my gear on jobs or like, you know, start bringing in more ways to make money and assisting, which is what I see more and more of like all the time. Everyone's just trying to like pump, pump, these rates as much as they can, which I support. I mean, everybody's going to live. Yep. Um, but I wanted to keep that number as low as possible because I wanted there to be like a, a pretty big incentive to like make that jump, mm-hmm. right? Because otherwise, I mean, assistant's pretty cool. I love being an assistant, to be honest. If, if it wasn't for like the monetary jump, I probably, uh, yeah. you know, I loved, I loved being like a really good number two. Yeah. Just like coming in every day and being able to problem solve and crush it for some other person having like, like, you know, four or five people look at you, like, you know, you're an integral part of, of why I do well on set. And, and part of my, my, my team, I, I love that. Yeah. So I, I kept that number low. Uh, and then when I started to make the transition, I was essentially like, I put this little budget line uh, in my notebook. And it was like three grand. So I lived in New York city. Everything I wanted to shoot was not in the city and couldn't all just look like it was on the East Coast. So I was always going to have to like travel. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, so 800 bucks for flight, rental car for $1,000. Like, and so it basically roughed out to be like three grand. And so I would just assist anything I could all the time, work with everybody. I'd get $3,000 saved and I would go shoot. Okay. $3,000 shoot, go shoot. And slowly what happens is people just stop hiring you because you're not available because you're shooting and that was just kind of like the mellow transition and, and those, i was just lucky enough to, to 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 get a good campaign right at kind of the beginning and that three grand those are this personal shoots you're just putting into your own portfolio pretty much yeah i mean that, those are the first kind of like pictures i was making for myself like i was going out and just like saying like here's an interesting person here's an interesting place put those two things together spend the money and be broke and yeah. but then shop these pictures around and try and get them as many places and, and, and do something for myself yeah because how are you finding some of your first clients like how are you kind of marketing yourself back then you know back then we're talking you know the middle of that instagram phase mm-hmm. most people were pissed off already there was still a lot of like free things going around. Yeah. Um, I, I capitalized on a lot of that free work to be fully honest. I mean, I would, I would gain product. I think first, like I knew I was going to do an above average job, right. Because I was investing a lot of my money into it. So they would be like, here's some products to shoot. And then I'd go put $3,000 behind that shoot. Mm -hmm. 
more money than they were willing to invest in it. Because I knew if I did that, what would end up happening is they would totally abuse me, run those images on like some, some better places. I mean, we're not talking like there was no money to be made in what I was doing, but for me, these were this no like, one, these were this like brands on Instagram that like reached out to you or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, but for me, it was putting an image somewhere that nobody knew wasn't being paid for. Mm-hmm. And then I would, I would pretty much just start the network of like, looking at all these outdoor professionals and finding out who the creative directors are and who the art buyers were, and then going to them specifically and been like, this is the work I've been doing. This is the work I'm interested in. This is how I see like we could do it together. And then, you know, that, that coupled with, you know, honestly, just getting lucky and, and being in the right place and meeting people. And I got some strong work from Athleta and that really kind of focused me in, in that space. And was like kind of the, because looking at your work, a lot of stuff you do is kind of outdoor, kind of adventure type stuff. It might be climbing, fishing, whatever. Is that always just been kind of like the focus of your work? Like this kind of outdoors, kind of that lifestyle stuff? Yeah, it, it, it has been. I realized, so after all those years in studios and traveling around the world and, and just to be in the back of a truck or back of the studio assisting, you know, I, I really decided for myself early on, I was like, look, I, I really don't want to do that anymore. Like I've lit everything under the sun. We were like Beyonce. We were doing all these crazy things. And we did Spider-Man posters. And like, I mean, we worked on some really crazy stuff. And I just said, decided, I was like, that is not kind of like how I want to spend the rest of my life, like in some, on some white psych somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, light, lighting, you know, for two days before our one hour shoot. So, you know, I, I, I really made a push, which was really different for me. A lot of people didn't, didn't understand why I, cause it was also something I didn't know a lot. I didn't do a lot of daylight shooting. Mm-hmm. So like when I started, it was, it was rough. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't, I, it was, I had to learn. Cause like if, when you're using natural light and you're using daylight, especially in lifestyle situations that you've got to really craft and create a good picture. Cause you're not really relying on much. You're, you're just being handed whatever light you have that day, whatever situation. Mm-hmm. And so you've really got to get to like the heart of making a good picture and, and that can be incredibly hard when you've used light for a long time to kind of like narrow your perspective or draw out drama or create something, you know, you kind of like look at it as this really bland thing you have in front of you. Um, but I really embraced it and, and I went hard and I, I was like, I want to be outside. I think I want to travel a bunch and I want to see these things and meet these people. And it was a really good way. I already liked camping. I was ready in the mountains often. So it was a natural kind of segue. And, you know, I, to be honest with you, I also learned like, there's just a ton of money in the outdoor space. I was like, wow, there's not too many people there and there's a lot of marketing to be done. And so I kind of like looked at that as a, as an opportunity to kind of like get my, get my foot in the door. Yeah. I was looking, uh, I was, the, the cool thing about Instagram is like, now that it's like 10 plus years old, like you can scroll, I did the deep dive on your Instagram and it's really interesting. Looking, it's look, it's so interesting looking at your work from like eight years ago to where you are now. It's like, uh, similar content, but just the way you approach it is so much different. Like there was one picture you, I'll try to post it or something, but you you lo- you lugged a bronc color like a huge like octobox or whatever and rigged it to the side of like a rock wall or something and it was like a climber dude it was like badass uh i was just like is that something you do a lot now still just lugging around strobes like because a lot of these places you're going are like off remote areas be it whatever hiking or fishing or whatever but i don't know you know you know i think that's just kind of like how i attack situations yeah. um there's a lot of work that goes into what I do, whether that's in like just being prepared or that's just like, you know, it, it's, we're going to take the four by five onto the ice all the way to the Arctic circle. And we're going <laughs> to strap, you know, and do everything we need to do with the film. And, and we're going to be lugging this thing, you know, while, up a mountain while we're looking for muskox. And we're going to take this strobe over here. We're going to do this because I feel like I'm just the kind of person that goes the extra, like, like I'm always going to try to do the best possible thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think people that shoot with me often know that I don't terribly like everyone's like, Oh man, you're must be so awesome. And I'm like, I really don't have that great of a time on my job when I'm shooting. Like oh, I yeah. enjoy the process. I enjoy the people, but you know, photography is still my favorite day. So as yeah. long as I'm shooting, I'm having a good time, Yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm really putting the work in and I'm, I'm working the people around me as, kind of hard you know like luke is 
is my right hand man. You know, I, and he, me and him get each other and we travel all the time, but, but, you know, sometimes we look at each other in the tent. We're like, Whoa. Like I, I really yeah, like, that, I really complicated this one, didn't I, dude? Yeah, He's like, that, yeah, you've got like eight <laughs> cameras with us. Like, I think, I think it's a little complicated. And, and, and that's the thing about your work is like a lot of people, you, they see the end result. And it's like you're saying, yeah, we're sleeping in a tent. It ain't like these some of these commercial jobs where they're staying at like some fancy ass hotel or whatever. You're you're lugging gear through the woods. It's probably cold. It's wet. It's like, and yeah, that's got to be the toughest part. Some of these times, it's like, it's more probably mental than anything. Just getting through the environment. Yeah, you know how how good is your twelve hour day when you the rest of it is a negative forty degrees and you got to like stoke the fire all night. Mm -hmm. And you got to keep the gear, you know, from condensating, you know, it's 24 seven work. Sometimes you're sleeping in an old 200 year old boat, you know, that's sailing the inside passage and you're trying to like charge batteries, but the generator is not working. Like, you know, there's, there's so many things to get distracted by in what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's why I just like, you know, me and my team, like it's, it's about just being prepared, like knowing what we're walking into and then just putting the work in ahead of time to know that we're going to be okay in all the various scenarios that we've seen, you know, throughout the years. You know, when you were talking about like doing the deep dive on my Instagram, that's terrifying because, but I, I haven't done anything about that backlog of work that I'm like, you know, I, I don't want anybody to see that stuff, but I haven't done anything about it because I think it's important, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think, I think way back when, you know, you can see where I started with like color and, and, and curve and contrast. Yeah. It's it was, pretty, it was way more saturated, way, way more saturated, like super like, yeah. Saturated colors. Whereas now it's a little more muted and like kind of de- richer blacks, I would say. Yeah. And, and, but you can see that those first inklings of like what I'm interested in and what I'm trying to do. And it's good to, to, to like anybody who wants to track to see that all the way to like where we are today mm-hmm. is that like, I like to tell people that like, when you find something you're interested in, even if it's not working right now, like just keep going, like keep refining back, keep looking at it, go back to that because like, you know, it's not going to be good now or it might be, but if it isn't, that's okay. Like it's okay for it to not be like completely figured out for your whole style, for your whole voice, because eventually you'll get to a place where like, you're like, Oh, okay. You know? And now it's like, you know, I really, I, I pay a lot of attention to my color. And so like, you know, I'm, I'm really into my color and curve and, and it gets, it's gotten to a place now where, you know, I, I love it. And it's, it's turned into its own little voice and people are seeking it out, you know, but you can see where it started, you know, people are like, what are you doing? Dude? <laughs> like, you <laughs> oh, know no, better than this. <laughs> and, and at least even for me, like when I look at like my older work, I don't even look so much as like the technical or like stylistic point of view of it. Almost when I look at some of my old stuff, I'm like, oh damn, like I'll be, maybe with some portrait shoot, I'll be like, I was not as confident as I am now being like dealing with people or like some like scenario where it's like a intimidating person or whatever. And at least for me, a lot of the photography thing I, that I think it makes me better. I don't know if you'd agree, but it's just like the time and getting used to like dealing with people in um, certain scenarios, you know? Yeah. I always like to, I always like, to, like, I always think like, um, again, like I have a lot of younger photographers that come to me and they ask questions and things like that. And I, one of the things I like to say is like, I, I know everybody would like to think that the problems are different for like the, the person who just started this year or the person who's been doing it for 10 years and is working at a high level. Yeah. The, like you're, you're, everyone's facing the same problems. Like if you show up to shoot a portrait of somebody and they don't give you anything and they're yeah. just like, cool. And you're like, okay, so I'm looking to like, kind of like, you know, we, we want this to be really engaging like coming off the page and you go through your spiel and everything and they just don't want to give you anything. Well, you know, you've got to have dealt with that for several years before you really can lean into the light or you can lean into these other tricks and, and you figured out what it means to overcome something like that. Yeah. But we're all facing the same problems. <laughs> like there is no like magic bullet. There's no magic solution to those things. Mm-hmm. But I can look at, I can look at pictures. I think what I like when I look back at work, other than just like bagging on it, because I kind of like that too. <laughs> it's just like, it's like seeing seeing what I know that I'm interested in now, yeah. how I like to frame casually, how I like to do things is seeing little pieces of that and going like, Oh, maybe that, that's where that started. Like I was even doing that then, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I like connecting those dots because 
for me, it's about that, that arc, right? You know, like, you know, you, you start out driving trucks and making deliveries, you become a photographer, you know, and then you, you can, you can ebb it back down. And I like seeing that build of a career network. Cause to me, that means I'm, like, I'm not trying to measure it job by job. I'm not trying to measure it money. I'm just trying to see a career get built. So I know that I, I started at X and I ended at Y and like, look at that, look at that entire thing. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah, it never ends. You're always just learning and refining, refining. Like I'm sure it, every year it's probably like you're trying different stuff and this kind of continually refining it. Right. Yeah. And I like to stay interested. Like I'm, I'm always trying to find new cameras and new ways to photograph something, whether that's on, you know, bigger format film, or maybe that's through, you know, UV cameras or, whatever it might be, I'm always trying to stay engaged and find a new way or an old way to just bring a new perspective in just the way I'm kind of working, whether that's with film um, or may maybe I'm, I'm starting to do copy work or, or, you know, you know, sometimes I go in these deep dives and I, I just look at like a lot of vintage stuff and I go like, you know, like, wow, a lot was accomplished with very little. Yep. You know, and I start thinking about that or gels and I just, I, I try to like keep it interesting for myself. Like I, I try and tell people like, they're always like, oh, like, do you do this? Do you do this? And I'm like, there, there are no rules here, guys. Like <laughs> just, just go nuts. Like if you want to, whatever you feel like you want to do, go make it happen. And I feel like sometimes like there's so many people like on Instagram now that are just feeding people like these these different ways you can do things or like come take my course or my class and i'll teach you how yeah yeah and i'm like teach you what like <laughs> you just gotta get out there <laughs> yeah like there's no rules like go edit your photo however you want to edit your photo because i would imagine like did you ever like especially when you're starting out you're, you're saying like you would do these shoots where you spent three grand you travel somewhere did you ever come back when you're like you know i didn't get what i actually wanted like because that's like part of it like i i've definitely had projects myself like where like i had something in mind i went and tried to do it and it was this it just didn't end up being what i thought it was going to be but it was it was still a good exercise for me because it was just like trying something getting out there and making it i don't know because you do you walk away from every shoot this like satisfied <laughs> <laughs> oh man I don't walk away from sheet satisfied now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I'm, if I'm honest, like I, I it, that actually might be kind of like taboo to say. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, I really feel like if I'm satisfied, I probably wasn't pushing hard enough. Yeah. I probably wasn't trying to, to get the, the real, the something better. Like I'm always looking for that something better. I'm always trying to get a little bit more time to, to like, okay, but can we do it in the water? Like, I'm always trying to get it there. You know, like I love working within, you know, the boxes that like either the creative director or whoever is in charge is setting up for me. Um, but I am always looking for that better thing. But I have, especially when I started out, absolutely. I mean, you just can't get beat up by it. Like, yeah. you know, I, I was always like, I, in New York City, you, you, you learn pretty quickly that most of the photographers come from money. Right. Especially like your, your bigger dudes yeah, or bigger, bigger women that, that are working. I always knew in the arts, there was this monetary block. Right. So when I started and I was like, well, $3,000 is my budget. I fully expected that, that that money is just wasted. Like you just like burn it, toss it out the window. <laughs> like you need to do this because the people who you're competing against were, were either from money or didn't, didn't really have those concerns. So yeah. There's a lot of times that I, I, I left, went over grand, spent $5,000 and came back and was like, I don't know how, how good this is, but yeah. I stood behind it. Mm -hmm. Right. So I still took that work. I still brought it to people. I still fully sat with it and, and showed it and, and pushed it and said, this is good, regardless of how I felt about it, you know, and it resonates with uh, photography, you know, people like a lot of things. You know, I might not have been happy, but, 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 you know, that work got shown, it got out there and it got me a name and it, it started, I think it would be, it would be, it'd be horrible if you left, spent the money, shot the stuff and came back and said, I don't want anybody to see this. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I doubt, I doubt it's that bad, you know? Yeah. I think for me, it's like momentum. Like whenever I'm like shooting a lot, got a little like side project going, it's just like, I feel like the momentum is just continually like making stuff. 
that's when I start to see more progress. Whereas like maybe there was times where I was just like not working as much or like didn't have a little side project going. I, I would just kind of get, I just wasn't making any progress because I wasn't fucking doing anything, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, man, I, I was, you know, work begets work. Like every it, it's without fail. If I'm on the road shooting personal work, I'm getting calls for jobs. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if people see you out there, then you're out there working. I mean, that was half the reason that I was doing all those little $3,000 shoots is just to be like, I'm out here. Yeah. Look at me. Like I'm out here working. I'm over here now. Now I'm over here. Like, yeah. look at me guys. Like I'm out there. That's so, so important. Yeah. The more definitely. you do that. Yeah. People know you're interested in because they see you like traveling around, like doing some trips or whatever. So then you're like top of mind. Like I didn't really kind of re- I had this like realization like recently because I was just I'm really into baseball. So I've been shooting baseball a lot the last few years or whatever. And I was just shooting it for myself, putting it up. But then like I started getting like random like baseball assignments and I wasn't even like trying to find nothing. But it was like people will see it on your Instagram. They're like, oh, you're into baseball. We got a baseball assignment. So it's like whatever you're fucking interested in, if it's into like cooking or whatever, throw it up there and the editors they'll, they'll remember they're like oh this guy's into that <laughs> you know yeah i mean you should be i mean you should be shooting exactly what you want like if 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 there's this, a big mistake i would say i guess not a mistake but there a lot of people will say like but i want work and they'll go try to like shoot something for work yep just go shoot what you're interested in there yep. this is we're monetizing everything at this point whatever you're interested in i'm sure there's a route for you to make money on it you know and people need to promote it like there's like it like there's no end to the amount of monetization for things but you should just be shooting what you're into and if you're into it it'll show mm-hmm. you know I, I i you know it's like if you're doing cool things and you're out there photographing and and you are engaged and you are finding cool things and doing cool things for yourself those creative directors, those jobs, they're going to find you. You will have to do half as much work. You know, like they're going to come and find you because that's their job. Yeah. And because it's like your work's coming from like a sincere place. Like you can tell someone's like really excited about like whatever it is they're interested in. And at least for me, you can kind of tell when it comes through. Yeah. I I mean, that, that is just, that is just gospel. Yeah. And, you know, I know you do a lot of cool work. I was really excited to talk to you and people, people love it. Filson, which has like a cult following. People love Filson and, and like you've done some badass projects for them. Like how did, how did that kind of relationship start? Cause it seems like you've, you've traveled around the world, world with them at this point. Yeah. Filson has kept me busy. That's for sure. I had to kind of like clear my calendar a little bit. The pandemic helped with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the demand, like they, we shoot a lot with them and there's uh, a lot to be done. Right. And it's always far flung and it is always like full throttle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I have found such a wonderful creative partner uh, in, in, in both the creative director and the art director at Filson. Mm-hmm. Um, they saw, they took a little bit of, they, they saw a little bit of work, and they came to me and they're like, this looks really cool. You, you did this. Like, can you, you know, we had a meeting and we, we talked a little bit about, like I, I had gone up and I shot the Behringer twins, which are uh, two, two, um, two women that uh, mush dogs for the, for the Iditarod, mm-hmm. Russell trail runners and amazing athletes in their own right. Yep. Um, but I went up there just to, just to see training. And I, I kind of like did this little project and I said, like, I want to, it'd be easy to go up there and shoot like pictures of dogs mushing. I was like, that's like not even really interested in that part. Mm -hmm. I want to see what it's like to like be living in negative 40 degrees and training these dogs and getting yourself ready. And what does just life look like in that? And so I shot them like cutting the salmon, you know, with the chop saws and they just have like seven tons, seven literal tons of like salmon in their yard because it's a freezer you know, it's negative 40 now. So, you know, and they get donated like turkeys and things like that. And just, I wanted to see and document that process. So I had done that and I put that together and they saw that and they were just like, Oh, like we should, we should talk and see what's going on. And I was like, okay, cool. We had a meeting and, and that quickly turned into kind of like, we're really interested in how you see Filson. And so we did like a big pack raft trip and we floated kind of like the, the fluid side of Denali was like one of the taglines of the thing. And so it was like big mountain in Alaska, Denali. Most people are climbing it. 
but they were, it was like a, a spring or fall campaign. So the rivers were running, uh, though extremely cold. Um, so we did a little trip uh, down the river and we kind of like photographed that. And I got to work really closely, excuse me, with Kale Montrone, the art director over there who is just bar none brilliant and was able, we were able to kind of craft and come up with this idea of like documenting a culture and what it means to kind of like see a trip like this. And then also if you, if you, if you've been to Alaska, you know, you, it's like a classic, you go into a little like bar that doesn't have, you know, many windows uh, and like behind the bar will be like a pegboard and there'll be like hunting pictures from some of the locals and there'll be like a news article but the pictures, some would be like printed on like just white paper yeah. and this like little collage effect. Right. And I used to love seeing those when we'd stop and get a burger, stop and get a bite. And that kind of started me down this trend of like this collage work with them that really feels both in color and tone. Like when we do a campaign, it really feels like those boards behind there. Like there'll be some old stuff. There'll be some black and white stuff. And like the way I go about and shoot and frame is very much very much like that and and we just kind of like hit it off and they they have been so wonderful to to work with they kept me busy during the pandemic they're everybody over there is like family at this point we're just having a blast and the thing i was interested about those shoots and i'll link your website so people can go check it out like you have some real cool projects i think you're like out in alaska like the i think it's called the kodiak island and then like one in baja where it's like you're shooting real people like it's not like i don't know maybe you are casting models for some of it but it looks like like real fishermen real people like with these shoots how much is there like a storyboard is there like a set shot list of what you want or is it more like hey we want to try to do this and then we kind of go out there and see what we can get or like how does how does the flow of like one of these shoots kind of work so it's a it's a hundred percent real people mm -hmm. like authenticity is really important uh, especially to, to Filson. It's important to me and it's important to the brand. Yep. Um, I would say there is a, a very good structure to the, the job going into it. Like they do an incredible job of saying, here is the goal for whatever, like sales or whatever. Like this is what, this is our marketing objectives this is the visual way we're going to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's been awesome to get those decks and to have those conversations. Cause you know, like it's surprising that you find a bunch of Avedon in there and you find a bunch of these things and you go like, Oh, like when we did the, the thing in Florida, like it was a lot of American Western. So I was like, dude, we should do like the American South. Like we should go do these gritty, like my version of these portraits uh, of some of the people that we have. And we should just put these portrait moments in this campaign. And they, you know, we're like, yeah, we ran with that. And so we get a good visual idea of, of what we're doing. And then shot wise, absolutely. I mean, there, we know how many looks we have to do today and what we need to cover. And I'm, I'm a sucker for working all day and being like, we should do that one again. Yeah, like yeah. let's, let's stress that tomorrow yeah. and do it again over here. Cause it'll make a little bit more sense. Cause sometimes we end up in these situations, you know, where, where you've got to photograph, you know, the, the denim jacket but you're on the boat you know it's so you know we're, we kind of we work with what we have all the time it's real people it's real situations it's real weather it's a constantly changing environment and what uh, our team there is so good at doing is just pivoting um so like if it's not working here maybe the weather is better on the other side of the island yeah. maybe we just need to be at boat would i would i so so love about them is that they have really given me the opportunity when I say like, well, when it's bad weather, like we really just need to lean into it. Mm -hmm. They really just let me lean into it, which is my favorite thing because yeah. what comes across in all the pictures is that grit and that drama of living that life. And like, cause those dudes are going to be fishing regardless, they're yeah. going to be hunting regardless, you know, and, and, and what, what comes across is like those clothes they, they put up you know we were in the arctic with them like and like yeah. what's like I, I pulled some of the photos up here people can look at it like uh this one in alaska like these are like badass fishermen dudes like what's their vibe like being photographed because i would imagine like because so, these are like salt of the earth dudes they work hard as hell and then the, the, then on these days they gotta like almost 
put on the Filson shit and like what what's the vibe is it like and you're just kind of flying in there is it like uh is it hard sometimes or most of the dudes is pretty much down for whatever like what's the kind of the vibe when you're shooting this type of stuff yeah so i always tell people to ignore me on this stuff i'm always just like you don't need to pay attention to me mm -hmm. i'll pay attention for you what i need you to do is show me what's going on you know, and I keep a conversation going with them about all the things they're like really psyched about. Cause like the great part about doing this with real people and especially these soft of the earth dudes and you know, it is like, they are really in love. Like if they're fishing, they, they have a lot to say about it. Right. Whether that's commercial fishing, fly fishing, if they're out there hunting, they have a lot to say about it. Like whether they're restoring boats, like whatever it is, Mm -hmm. So I just lean into them. Right. And you just like, eventually I found a way to kind of like talk to everybody and get them kind of comfortable. And then I kind of like disappear. You'll notice that like some of this work is like on a really long lens. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause sometimes like if it's, if I can't, if I feel like they're nervous or I'm not like getting it right away with them, or I feel like they might be a little bit shy of the camera, like I'll back off and disappear. Yeah. And like, I'll have the other, some people will be talking to them and things like that. And they'll just be going through the motions of working or they will be working. We show up when people are doing stuff all the time and I'll just disappear and be in the background and, and I'll just kind of wander around and, 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 and I'll find it, you know, cause I know we're selling hats on this and we're selling this and this is the hero product on this person. Right. So I can kind of like disappear because it really is about documenting a lifestyle. Yeah. Cause like how on this type, this shoot, like here, like typically like with this stuff, how big is the crew? Is it like, are you bringing the assistance? Is it the art director coming with, or is it just you or like, what's kind of the operating mode with these type of shoots? So I prefer regardless of whether, you know, we're shooting a big ad campaign or we're shooting brand work, you know, in the back country, I am just a fan of like small teams. Mm -hmm. Like there doesn't need, I don't like, the motorhome, I don't like yeah. the big trucks. Like, so for me, I'm always just traveling pretty much with my digital tech, Luke Hall. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people always reach out to me about assisting and things like that. But on a lot of my jobs, it, it's not really about not, not being able to have or can't take. It's, it's more like there's only so much room in the float plane. Yeah. The boat's only 30 foot long. <laughs> like, you know, it, it starts to become a complex math problem in the back country. Like there's only so many places to sleep, you know, like, so uh, me and Luke have become like a really good team together. Like, you know, whether he's running capture or he's assisting me, whatever it is, like we, I have made him my like three people in one, like he, he's my Swiss army knife for sure. Yeah. Um, the rest of the team time, those usually a stylist, the creative director, there is a usually another person for the brand, just just his hand, someone else that knows the product so that they can go like search it out and help the stylist. Um, and, you know, on occasion, there's assistance and things like that. Um, but I would say, and there's a producer, um, maybe some staff there, but it's, yeah. it's really small. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's an SUV of people too. Most. Yeah. 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 No, it makes sense. You want to be nimble because the type of stuff you're doing, you kind of, seems like you're you're shooting like a library of stuff like you're you're capturing a lot it's like well so that that's yeah like that's not the mandate that's just kind of like what i do like i like to go into these especially these jobs like i like to go in and just build that world right mm -hmm. like if i get to see it from like under the water on top of the mountain and everything in between i feel like i did a really good job but i'm always pushing so like i usually come back with a pretty full like if we're gonna go Cause I'm always telling people like, I hate to see jobs that are shot that they're like, Oh, we went to Hawaii. And it's like, I didn't really see any Hawaii in there. I didn't really get a sense or anything. I don't know why you even went like yeah. you could have did this, you know, you know, in San Diego, like it pretty much would have been the same thing. So for that one green mountain shot, like, so I like to like, if we're going to travel for a job, I like to make sure that when I come back, like my delivery looks like Kodiak. Yep. Like, you know, when you see it on screen, you're like, oh, that's that's the salt, you know, and those are the mountains, those are the bears. And like you get the whole world, whether you need it or not, like that's just what I'm interested in. That's just how I I kind of see it and I function. So I'm I'm always gathering those details, gathering those things to put the bigger story together. And are you like with Filson at this point? Are you like pitching ideas like, hey, I want to go to the Baja and shoot this and I'm, I want to go to the Kodiak Island or is it more their direction? Like we, we want to go here. Like, how does that work? 
Dude, they are wild. I'm not pitching them anything because they are crazy. <laughs> like, they they are coming uh, up with rad stuff all the time. So I, I have to do really none of that. I mean, there's definitely like when they when they approach with campaigns, there's definitely like a back and forth about like how do we want to do this or what's cool. Mm-hmm. I've definitely found a couple of people and, and referred some things that that we ended up using or that we will be using. But you know, like um, generally, you know, the, the the heart and soul of that stuff is is both by the creative director at Filson and, and the art director that work really closely together. They're awesome. No, it's great. Yeah. That, I mean, that's why the work is so, I think why people love it so much, obviously they make a great product, but it's like the work, like so much advertising is just like uh smoke and mirrors. And like, it, it just looks, at least for me, it's like so corny. Like a lot of it's just like, people are like at the beach and smiling or whatever, but it's like with Filson, it's like, Oh no, like you get a, you get a glimpse into like what it's like to be a fisherman or like whatever it is they're doing. It's like, um, it's that's at least for me, what kind of resonates is like, you actually get to, you're, you're telling a story rather than like just trying to, I don't know. It's not cheesy. Yeah. We're, we're documenting that culture. And yeah. like, I feel like a lot of people really want that dirt under the fingernails kind of like grit to be shown mm-hmm. like that real life aspect. A lot of people talk about it. Like, you know, like they want, you know, models to be dressed cool, but they don't want like brand new clothes. Cause it yeah, that, kind of- I, I worked on so many of those shoots where like, yeah, we're going to make them, we'll get Wranglers and they go to like Walmart <laughs> and buy like brand new Wranglers. Dude. Yeah. Where it's like the dude, like on this boat, he's probably had those same jeans for like five years or some shit. Like, you know? Yeah. And, and what's, what's really awesome is like sometimes even with Filson, like they don't have a problem with a lot of those guys have a lot of that, a lot of that uh, heritage gear. And so like, we're just like, where, where the vest you already have yeah you know like well, let's see what that looks like and like but but a lot of people like a lot of brands and things like that aspire to that they want to see that but then they they always fall short and they yeah. never actually commit and filson is the one thing i can say where they're just like we want to see it real we want to see it in the rain we love it like because i would imagine like these shoots a lot of the legwork is like finding these people and places and that and that's like the hard part you know like I don't, I don't know who does that but like finding these fishermen who are like yeah come on our boat and you can like photograph us you know yeah the art director kill uh montran over at uh at filson is like basically is like an encyclopedia of some of the raddest people and most awesome locations and scenarios you could possibly yeah uh, even even hope to know like it is just the stuff that he's like i mean like i like the amount the, the just the modes of transportation like we've been involved in in like a, a normal shooting year with Wilson is just like ridiculous like I, I i would struggle to find something i haven't been like leaning off of and shooting at full speed like like you know like we, we've been hanging out of float float planes and like i mean he is just like he knows exactly who to call yeah and it's it's that's in, that that is the the heart of what they have you know why it's so good no, it's awesome. And I actually had one. I I, I put out some few uh, questions for people to see if they had questions for you. And someone had a question. Um, what is your what is the most important pieces of equipment you bring on your shoots? That's not photographic, because like we said, you're sleeping in the tent. Sometimes you're out there in the wilderness. Like what are some like pieces of equipment that are like ne- necessary for you? Like when you when you're traveling. Oh, man. Um yeah, like really important, not photographic equipment. So uh, I guess the, the first thing on my brain is like, what, I'm pretty busy these days. So like um, I have uh, an inReach, right? Which for people who don't know is a little satellite device yep. that links to your phone. And so that I can like both like be texting my wife because I like to stay in close contact with her. Yep. You know, also like, you know, I'm hanging out of float planes. Like it's not exactly... <laughs> you know, always, always, you know, guaranteed something bad is not going to happen. You know, we're in bear country, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to bear camp to shoot massive Kodiak grizzly bears, like, uh, and, and sleeping out. It's, it's, it's that kind of works. So I like to stay close and plus, you know, my studio manager or my agent can get at me and we can figure out what we're doing. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we're bouncing from Alaska all the way across the country to like another job. It's like, brutal but having that ability to kind of like stay in the loop even when we're like way out is crucial so it i would wor- always it, say we have it, that it works pretty good oh yeah dude. like alaska is run on in reach all right i'll have to check like, into that yeah i mean it's 
I think it's like um, you can you can start and stop it whenever you want. It's like normally seventy bucks for the month. Oh damn! Yeah, so if I'm you know if you're you're getting after it and you're out there, you know it's an emergency SOS device. I've purchased. I mean, this isn't an ad, but I've also purchased <laughs> like you know travel insurance through them and, and and some other stuff when we did riskier expeditions or things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like my in reach is like number one, just to like stay connected. Like there's kind of no reason to be off the grid these days. I, I love being off the grid, but like when you're working, it's, it's business time. There's been so many times where we've been confirming jobs, uh, you know, and I, I've done it from some beach in Alaska, Yeah. you know, or, or, you know, there's a time when I was paddling across Alaska in a canoe, you know, we had a satellite phone and we were, you know, organizing flights and stuff like that. Yeah. So I would say that. And then I would say, um, you know, I, I, anybody who knows me knows I travel with my sleeping bag everywhere because we just kind of never know where we're going. So I would say like, I have a, a purple Patagonia or a blue Patagonia sleeping bag that I just love. So hotel room, sleeping bags out, cabin, sleeping bags out, <laughs> like whether we're tenting, it's there. And I, I travel with a good pillow because like, I, I realized a long time ago, I can do anything. I, I put my brain to like, if you want to sleep out on the ice, we sleep out on the ice, but I don't get a good night's sleep it's kind of like i'm toast so I'm, i like I'm, yeah i'm gonna have to create like a, a jay's amazon <laughs> uh affiliate link on his shit at the end of this episode <laughs> I'll, live, I'll live with jay <laughs> that's, that's no it's good stuff and like, yeah yeah no and i think and i think the the last thing i would say is is if, if you have the opportunity to be traveling with good people you know like part of the reason i can i can hammer down so hard and then we can accomplish these goals is, is because everyone's everyone's easy and, and gets along and yeah. having good people around you is, is definitely something to cultivate and bring yeah definitely agree and another thing i was saying do, do you have like a lot of wilderness like like training like like because obviously you're out there sometimes like you guys are out there shooting bears is that like something you've like studied or take classes in or like have much experience in like this wilderness survival type stuff at all i mean yeah uh we so you know so I crossed Alaska by canoe in like 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, took we took three months and we just crossed the interior. But I've been in all the major mountain ranges in the U.S. You know, I've been camping for years. We've been hiking for years. We hiked across the Arctic and in uh, in Sweden. You know, like I've accomplished big outdoor goals. Like three months in a tent is probably more time than most people spend in a tent their their life. Like yeah. every night. Um, and then like, you know, prior to that trip, I'd never been in a canoe. Wow. So I like stepped foot in a canoe and then canoed, you know, more than most people will, will, will canoe ever. So I've achieved like a lot of like bigger outdoor goals and yeah. I, I stay outside. So I, you know, like training, you know, I don't know, like, but I, I feel like you know, those have set me up really well. You know, yeah. like I know, I know how to get by. No, Definitely. And if you had any like kind of scary encounters with wildlife, because obviously there's like some pretty crazy photos like bears uh, on your site and stuff. If, if being out there in the middle of Alaska, have you ran into anything kind of scary at all? Yeah, just it, not really wildlife, just the people sometimes. Yeah. Oh, really? Like what the hell? <laughs> <No>. you <doing>? <laughs> <laughs> No, every everybody's been super cool, and and everything has been been pretty tame. You know, we've had some like the last thing we did. You know, we were running around Alaska and like, it was so funny because everything we were doing was like, we had, we had a tight timeline, everything, we were just traveling all over the place. And like, at one point, you know, we were like, I was like going into a liquor store to get beer. Uh, and it, it was like, I just walked into like a robbery in oh, progress. Shit. Right. So, so me, me, me and the art director walked into this like robbery happening. Right. And so dude ends up fleeing and like, we're like, oh, that was crazy. And we get beer. We come back and then we never mentioned that at all because like everything else we were doing was so full tilt like was just throttling so hard because yeah. we had like snowmobiles and like they were jumping and like everything was just so crazy that we didn't even think to bring out the other people that like hey walked just like robbery it wasn't until we got back where i was like that was that was nuts <laughs> like, yeah it could have gone south quick <laughs> going pretty hard yeah <laughs> yeah not, no, so like we, we, there's always like crazy stuff going on when you're when you're traveling that much, but but it's it's been it's been tame, knock on wood. Yeah, and then another question I always ask people: I know you work with a rep, like 
when why did you kind of want to partner with the rep and like what do they kind of bring to the table for you and your business i guess yeah uh so south james uh was kind of like a new concept when they when they came to me uh and they were basically like uh colin olson and, and, and casey um wanted to form something that operated a little differently right yeah. they wanted to kind of like marry an agency with production uh and kind of like see how that worked honestly and they basically were offering a lot more because prior to them approaching me we were approached maybe once or twice and i just wasn't into it like you know i had already kind of like had a studio manager and you know i've got my like small little team i've got luke i've got my studio manager mm -hmm. i was like if i'm just gonna have an agent like i'll just in-house this process because that seems to be working for me like because I, I really just want to work closely with good people and make sure like yeah those people are, are getting paid and that's good and I, I prefer it to go that way so when they approached me they pretty much approached me with a bunch of work and they were like you know this is what we have this is what we can do and i was like okay cool <laughs> like, that's always good um, but really what, what got me was how deep they were willing to go ahead and market me. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so I, I would just say flat out that they, I'm able to identify people I want to work with people who are following me, uh, people who I want to get stuff in front of, and they will put together large campaigns. Now I know that that sounds like, well, everybody will do that. But not really, right? Like, you know, even even some of the larger, bigger agencies are busy. Yep. Uh, and South James is busy too, but we they carve out a large chunk of time to make sure that my work is going out the door all the time, that I'm being pitched either via the production company or the agency. Sometimes at the same time, both lanes going out. Um, and and you know, like that's just such a huge deal like they're just setting meetings and talking constantly because of that production element that's in-house there they're just mm -hmm. always receive they're receiving like uh, rfps like requests for productions like they're always getting them and then i'm always pitching and going out to people and then we're always promoting new work mm -hmm. and it's just like i have not heard of anybody putting that much time into their artists so you know that's what's really got me staying like yeah. those those guys are awesome love them uh no, that's great to hear. It's hard. It's hard to find, you know, someone who like um, values your creative vision, but then you also trust them because I've I've interviewed plenty of people and it's, it's not always good stories. <laughs> so it's, it's good to hear you got a cool situation. Yeah, no, they they you know, it's it's you know, and I'm in control. Like I've walked away from bigger projects. I'm sure they would have wanted me to like just do for the money. <laughs> but like either I wasn't comfortable with it or it just wasn't hitting those those notes for me. Uh, and they, they have always just been more than, more than happy to just be like, yeah, cool. If, if you're not into it, we haven't signed any paperwork. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you're, yeah. you're good to go. Um, so it's been cool that they, they've actually like put my interests above the monetary stuff. And, and we, we've been able to like uh, really start to like, and I think you'll see it like soon. Like, I think we did so much work during that pandemic period that now it's starting to like really start to flood back in. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I've been like, well, I want to, you know, like I, if you look at a lot of my work, like you'll see a lot of the portraits, right? Like, so I was like, you know, I really kind of want to go heavier in this direction. So like, we've been working to do that. We've been pretty successful and we've got some new stuff coming out, but they've just really been able to take my time and put me out there in front of people and, and really actually bring back the goods, which I've been really impressed with. Now, like another thing, like, um like so much of your work is like outdoors this cool stuff you're doing like as a photographer do you feel like you have to have like a real like niche in what you're doing or is there like other stuff you, you as a photographer you're so creatively interested in but that it might not fit with your like quote-unquote brand or whatever like how do you kind of balance that so i think i think what i, I that's a good question because i think you know especially I feel like a lot of people wonder about this and I recently kind of like came to this conclusion. It, it would be really easy for me to get like pigeonholed into the outdoor stuff. Right. Mm, yeah. But when we were talking earlier about like color and curve and contrast and what I was doing to my images before, 
I think keeping that evolution from where it started to where it is now has given me just a voice generally. Mm-hmm. So now when I go and photograph something, I'm coming at it from a certain perspective and I kind of have this voice and this unique uh, way that I want to tell a story. And what I'm seeing is that starting to cross those boundaries. Like, and I think one of the ways that I'm going to do it in the near future will be through portraits. Like, you know, I, I just wrapped up a job, uh, an editorial for New York magazine mm-hmm. where I got to shoot um, Yaya Abdul Mateen II. He's like a great actor. He's been in a lot of stuff, was in Watchmen. And yeah, uh, he's, he's blowing up, but I got to do like a celebrity portrait, which I think if you look at my body of work, you'd be like, let's, that's a left turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, I think, you know, Jody over at uh, New York Mag, you know, she saw the voice and she sees the grit and she saw the silver and she was like, this is, this is what I want out of this. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that voice is going to start to translate across. And I think as long as you stay and make sure that you're in that out, like as long as I make sure that I'm in that outdoor space, yeah. then I think whatever I do, uh, will fit in, you know, and I think, I think there is a selection process. Like, you know, you'll see a project on like motorcycle wall of death where they ride around the, the walls from me soon, mm-hmm. you know, that was an editorial, but that makes sense. Yeah. It's gritty. It's dirty. It's, it's a little off the beaten track. It's, 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 you know, it's still in that, in that vein of like work and effort and grit. And I think I try and keep everything somewhere in there, but right. I, I think, you know, I, I, I hope to expand, you know, beyond the outdoor arena itself, but I, I'm always going to be there. Yeah. It's like, to me, like I look at work, it's, it's more, it's less about like a subject. It's more like this, the, uh, the storytelling and how you do it. And like, you have like, obviously a vision and you can kind of, I feel like apply that to anything. I just know as a photographer, it's sometimes so frustrating. Like I've showed my book, like so many people over the years and it's like, I get it. Like editors and producers, they got to put you in some type of box, but it's like, as you know, as a photographer, you're like, damn, but like, I just, I know I can do a good job, man. <laughs> like, let me try something. <laughs> oh, like my reoccurring nightmare is like, every time we get, we get a job, you, you, you show work, you go through this and they're like, dude, they're, they're really excited. And then they're like, but do you have the exact thing yep. that I'm asking you to do already? Ex- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <what I'm> like, <laughs> You know, they're like, but do you have it on a bike? I'm like, well, here's a bunch of bike stuff. They're like, yeah, but is it a gorilla on a bike? Exactly. Like, well, That's what it's like, dude. <laughs> I get it. Everyone's everyone's job's on the line, so I get it. But it it is frustrating sometimes. Oh, it's. It, I mean, that is that is massively frustrating. And to anybody else who finds that frustrating, like, you know, I'm not going to breeze over. It. Like, it's I it's downright. I take it personally sometimes. Like, it's hard. Oh yeah, you know, man. It's, it's I, I was going to ask you that, like, how do you kind of deal with the ups and downs of like a freelance career? Like, uh, you know, it just happened to me this week. I, I had like three jobs in a row that this like kind of just didn't work out. You know, I was just like, cause you get excited. You're like, uh, but then this, you know, stuff happens, production changes, stuff falls through, whatever. Um, how do you kind of deal with the ups and ups and downs of, of this business? Cause it, I know, cause I know some friends, it, it really like, it fucks up their month, man. Like, but I, I try to roll with the punches, but it's part of the business. Yeah, it's tough, right? I'm not going to sit here and lie. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be like, there's a lot of people who would who would who would find it like you just you say some inspirational stuff and you keep yeah, going. Yeah. But dude, it, it's difficult. And I think coming out of the pandemic, it's even harder because people mm-hmm. like we all we all got a quick dose of of how rough it could be really quickly. Um, I would say that i i just try and keep getting up like I, it's it's hard sometimes you know I've, I've had projects that i really looked forward to that i really wanted to do that ultimately like you know last minute you know change the contract or you know it's something in there that, that said like oh, i can't do this anymore or something like that and yeah. then you have to like walk away from work that you wanted which is which is tougher than like the job falling apart and you can like say like well i, I had no control over that Sometimes it's just better for you to walk away, which is hard. I, I just try to temper my excitement. You know, yeah. like I try to just say like, well, you know, I, I don't count my chickens before they hatch. You know, I think that's the, the best way to go about it, but it's tough. You know, yeah. it's, it's tough not to take it personally. It's tough to, to get through those things. And I mean, they happen less and less now, like mm-hmm. the, 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 
one of the best things about having an agent in South James stuff like that is I'm tempered from a lot of that, right? Yeah. So like all the time I'm up for jobs, all the time I'm in round three, all the time they're pulling, you know, pictures and, and works and putting together boards and, and talking to people about work. And I, I don't know anything about it because yeah. they learned really quickly. That like, Yeah. You don't need to be on every email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and I'm a hard on my sleeve kind of dude anyway. So, you know, like, you know, it sucks to just be constantly hearing that you're getting, you're not getting work. Yeah. So like, you know, having that, that insulation around you is one of the best parts about having an agent. No, definitely. That makes sense. And I guess like to wrap up, like you've been doing this for a while, like what's kind of got you excited with photography right now? Like anything you're hoping to work on um, moving forward or what's kind of got you excited right now? Yeah. Um, just, just how much attention we've, like been receiving Mm -hmm. uh that's been coming toward this i think for me and for a lot of people out there i know that we have all been working hard after the pandemic i don't it's not really after but yeah you know like during that period i know that we were a lot of people were marketing really hard and i was super fortunate i had steady work throughout um but we were we were all working like overtime when promotion and things like that and i think that the the best thing is to seeing that start to flood back in full force um knowing that i want to do more portrait work and 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 more editorial work and and starting to see those things uh come to fruition after after putting all that work in that is what i think excites me the most and is getting me excited about moving forward that we have some interesting like personal projects and stuff uh that i'm that i'm going to shoot and I want to do a love letter to North Carolina and like, you know, a a place that I spent a lot of time as a youth and kind of like, I want to show people why, why it's such an amazing state. You know, there's, there's just, I think that, you know, yeah, part, part of that is hard because it's like, I'm just generally excited about photography all the time. Like I'm excited about any opportunity I get to show somebody else what's in my brain or how I'm thinking like the world through my eyes. So like, I'm just excited to still be here. And every day that I get to still be a photographer is like a fantastic one. Oh yeah, dude. It's the best job in the world. It's like, I don't, I like, I, I feel like I haven't worked a real job in like five years and I'm like, I'm, just, I'm, <laughs> al- I'm always just waiting for like, I'm like, this is at one point, this is going to end or something. I don't know why I just keep going, but you know, <laughs> knock on wood, hopefully it keeps moving along. <laughs> Uh, yeah man but anyways jay man real pleasure talking to you definitely mad respect for your work and uh can't thank you enough for uh taking the time to come on here man yeah alex it's been amazing thank you so much so there you have it that was the jay kolsch interview just want to thank jay so much for taking the time to come on the podcast uh, it was a real pleasure to talk to him about all his work his extensive travels with philson and just everything he's accomplished within his photography career so far um, really amazing photographer. Uh, definitely go check out his website at jkolsch.com as well as give him a follow on Instagram at jkolsch. I'll put the link in the description um, so you can definitely go give him a follow. He's always posting new projects he's working on and whatnot. And as always, um, you, you can find our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as the Photo Banter YouTube page. Um, I got some more podcasts coming. I know I haven't been doing as many lately. I've kind of just been taking a break, um, but I got some more episodes I've already recorded and will be releasing soon. Um, So definitely keep an eye out for those. And as always, thanks so much for listening and take care.